Welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts, Simon and Jennifer, connect to discuss evolutionary astrology and human design, our personal inspiration and passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change. Okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, cycles today, and in particular, talking about how we as humans construct realities or um, define our reality through a system of thinking that not only limits our ability to get in touch with natural rhythms, but also uh, leaves us, you know, manifesting and, and creating intentions and setting goals that ultimately actually don't, that they don't up landing actually working for us, right? Yeah, if they don't align yeah. with the natural cycles that are emerging, you know, from within us, mm-hmm. and we are instead looking at our mental cycles or our man-made cycles that we've created, right. like the calendar, then we find ourselves in a, a conflict with ourselves. Like our yeah. body and mind can be in conflict. And um, that's the case. When we look at the human design system, the the new year actually begins on the 22nd of January when right. the sun enters gate 41. Mm-hmm. But... In our calendar, you know that the new year starts on January 1st and we set intentions for for our new year when we are ultimately, according to the human design system at least, we are in a, a closing cycle, in a right. completion cycle. And I feel that to look at that in astrology, you can also see that with the Capricorn archetype. It's yes. not really... Exactly. I mean, you know, what... what interests me a lot about this topic and i think that there's a great deal of value that we can find out of this is that and and we'll talk about how you know why the human design system why to use the human design system and astrology as tools to understand this deeper theme that we are out of touch with these natural rhythms and um like in as we talked about in astrology capricorn it's it's the evolutionary progression in Capricorn is not where we actually have the energy to um, initiate a, a new cycle. It's not there. We're actually in a phase where we're still cultivating the um, sort of experience of what the last cycle is about. Mm-hmm. So the association with acknowledgement is a Capricorn um, expression because we're seeing how that previous cycle has matured. So that's what's fascinating about it is that Capricorn is maturity. So when we get to the point of Capricorn, um, we're observing the maturation of the previous cycle. And as a byproduct of observing and reflecting on that cycle, right? Jeffrey talked about it as hindsight because we're looking back at and reflecting. We will naturally manifest or have awareness of the, the parts of that, cycle that were not beneficial to us Mm -hmm. and the things that we wish to change about it. Mm -hmm. So we're actually in a developing phase within that cycle or within, within the first of Cap, the first of January, first of Capricorn, Mm -hmm. where we do have a a sense of what we may want to change, but the energy to initiate that change is not developed yet because there's two more things. Well, it's initiating new things in themselves, right? So exactly. to initiate some changes or let go of things and complete things and mm. and cut away and strengthen certain aspects of I mean at the beginning of January or from what I've felt during the cycle and, and observed there has been an energy that is there to um, strengthen structures that you take with you from the past yes. and let go of those things that don't serve you that's right so it's like sorting through what you want to take with you what you want to let go of and then how you're going to do that Mm -hmm. so there's that kind of initiating energy exactly but it's not to initiate something new that's what comes later that comes i mean it from my observations with human design i think you'd agree with with watching the cycles the energy that comes after the 41 Mm -hmm. uh after January 22nd is an initiating new energy. It's like the desire for new experiences comes from 
the energy that is initiated at that mm. time and it goes even deeper than that doesn't yeah. it it's like it's genetically coded within our dna because you in human design you actually correlate the the gates the hexagrams yeah. like the eating hexagrams to your um dna to That's the codes right. in your the codons in your dna so the 41 in the genetic codons in your DNA would be the very start. It's like the start codon. It's the one that begins everything. So every genetic code that's written in your DNA would start with the 41. That's right. And so that's what that energy is about. It's anything that begins there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to kind of clarify and, and, and make it more concrete, because I, I feel like, not only is this information really important for us going forward, for those that are seeking to to become more aligned with natural rhythms, you know, human design, we it looks at these these numbers from one to sixty four, and it identifies using the knowledge of the I Ching, which is a hexagram based um, understanding of yin yang. Yeah. How energy uh, changes exactly. through cycles. So right. it is actually the observation and understanding of energy is movement and transformation as it re evolves around yeah. the cycle. That's right. And then how that then has a direct correlation to the 64 strands of DNA that we have mm -hmm. within our molecular structure. And to the astrological exactly. uh, system as well, so the cycles. But astrology would look at it slightly differently where the beginning of a cycle would be Aries. Yeah, that's right. And we, we have talked about that in the past where we've, looked at the, the correlation between, you know, the, the, what we in human design would define as the, the new year because we're observing that the 41 codon or the 41 gate, right, mm -hmm. is genetically the capital letter in each start of the sentence. Right. Right. So that is that energy that initiates, right? This is Aquarius. In astrology, the sun would be an Aquarius. Yet classically Aries would be more perceived as where energy would reference a new beginning. Right. And it's true that both, both of those energies, both of those points within an, uh, uh, an unfolding expression of creation are actually relevant. They, they both represent new directions. Yeah. But I would, I would say that based on our, our discussions that the, the difference between the two is not that they, they play different roles in initiation. So mm -hmm. with Aries, for instance, astrologically, this is the point where that there is an actual energetic tension and combustion that exists that then sprouts through. Yeah. Right? So we would mm -hmm. associate that with spring. And what mm -hmm. do we see in nature mm -hmm. when the sun enters Aries? Mm -hmm. We observe that the flowers start to actually break through the ground yeah. and they reveal this essence of life, you know, beginning yeah right but the desire to um or maybe in um because we're looking at aquarius here right well actually so i think i said it wrong um before about the 41 it actually starts at three degrees aquarius not the transition but um mm -hmm. so the, at three degrees aquarius so we're just heading into from capricorn to aquarius and that energy kind of brings in a new initiation yes. of change yes. of, of like um deconditioning uh like something new a different something completely Correct. different outside of your perception of what you have known before Correct. to be real for you and that might bring with it the desire for something that only then begins to Mm -hmm. needs the energy to break through once it gets to Aries. That's right. Exactly. So again, when you look, when we look at Aquarius and we, we're always relating Aquarius to Capricorn and vice versa, because mm -hmm. we would, we would see that there is, there's very clear distinction between a form or a, or a container and then the space that exists outside the boundary of the container. Yeah. So Capricorn would be that boundary and then inside the boundary, there's space, right? And then outside the boundary, there's also space. But that boundary defines the inner space from the outer space, right? So you can—that's how we understand a frame. Mm -hmm. um, and Aquarius would be that 
that energetic ex- like sensitivity or knowing of what energy is manifesting itself outside of that frame. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when the sun enters Ari- uh, Aquarius, after it's transitioned through Capricorn, and mm-hmm. if we synthesize astrology and human design here, yeah. um, the two gates that are uh, preceding 41, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. is the 61, which yep. is sitting in the head. It's where Pluto and, and Saturn are right now. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that that we would def- describe that as a pressure in the 61. Both of these are pressures, yeah, correct? Yeah, it's a pressure to know, know the unknown, basically, right. to, to go beyond the limitations that we're... Exactly. We exist within, in the Saturn structure, in form. Right, so that would be 61, correct, from, yep. in the head. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, then the gate that comes after that is in the root center, which is right at the bottom. And that's a pressure that's more physical in that sense. And that's the gate 60. Yeah. And it's limitations. So it's to, to, um, transcend your limitations, the pressure to transcend physical limitations. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it leads to a mutation basically, but they're, they're definitely both. Think about think about what you've just shared there in the sense that the 61 represents this pressure to know the unknown. So what that I would say that that would manifest psychologically for us as human beings is this curiosity to, you know, is there something beyond what this is? Yeah, right? it's like our inspiration, where our inspiration comes from. Mm-hmm. Like inspiration doesn't come from within the known. Inspiration comes from outside of the possibility of something outside of that. Right. But it's a creative force that drives us. It's mm-hmm. a pressure that kind of moves us. And it's as it manifests itself, or I mean, the the, the pressure that, brings you to that point is really a lot of the human limitations that we find ourselves within. Right. Exactly. And so like continuing with this, this idea of the frame and this relationship between the sun leaving at Capricorn Mm -hmm. and entering Aquarius, Mm -hmm. that it, it makes so much sense that in order for us, in order for consciousness or in order for something to recognize something outside of its limitation, it has to go through these two steps of, not only like yeah. there needs to be something outside of this and then mm-hmm. the pressure that we feel it's of the limitation, pressure. right? Mm-hmm. Pressure. We exactly. are basically, I mean, how many of you have felt that you've been in a pressure cooker basically throughout January? I right. mean, it's, there's, there's these two pressures that are really, really like pushing us to, to find something or to transcend our limitations and to find our individual truth, find a truth that's beyond these limitations mm-hmm. and to mutate the those limitations that we find ourselves within. Yeah. And we're still in that now. And I mean, this whole year in a big way is going to be about that. Exactly. Because we've got the, the big the big planets there where we've got <laughs> Pluto and Saturn at least are going to be spending a lot of time in these in these pressure centers. Right. But the sun We'll move into the 41 tomorrow. Yeah. And I really think that, well, I, I encourage you to observe how the energy shifts. Yes. During the coming week. Yeah. At least our awareness and the ability to then um, allow new inspirations, desires, um, desire for new experiences, impulses to guide this new energy. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about this, again, this, the sun transitioning from Capricorn to Aquarius and the mm-hmm. dynamic of, of uh, liberation that, that sets off and like this, this energy to, to start something new. Would you say that? So let me just back up here for a second. The 41 also is in the I Ching defined as the gate of decrease. Yeah. Right. So would you, is there a thread or a connection between the essence of decrease and the, the pressure in the 60 that becomes, the, the limitation becomes so intense that it forces us inwards, right? So you talk about this process yeah. of coming inward that then leads us to, dec- like looking at what we give uh, attention to the structures in our lives, like giving yes. attention to that and then decreasing that attention to those things so that 
that it's, form itself becomes less and less relevant for us. And I'm using exactly. these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's then we, a letting go. It's an energy, a pressure to let go of things right. because ultimately you imagine you are, you have this intense pressure to move in a direction mm-hmm. and you hit a, a block like there's there's this wall and you can't get through that wall, but the pressure is still there, right? right? That very pressure itself literally turns it, turns it, inward like because it the pressure itself is so intense that you end up looking within to almost figure out why you can't go in that direction or why you what what's happening there and it can shift your actual like orientation to the Mm -hmm. point of an actual like a complete change happening a complete mutation of how you've approached that limitation before and you find a different way. Yeah. And maybe you go around it a completely different way and you're liberated from that limitation. But the energy in itself at first it needs to let go. Right. And as you've let go of a lot of things, you've decreased your output of energy. Exactly, exactly. So it's like... It's like uh, clipping the branches of mm-hmm. your bush. I'm not sure what it's called, but when you when pruning. you cut pruning, pruning when you're yeah. pruning your garden, right? So the energy that would go out into those branches, you cut down, and when you cut them down, there's there's energy and potential, yeah. right? There's this potential for new. And for the energy to sprout into new directions right. from where you've cut it down exactly. and decrease leads to increase. Exactly. So that's where we decrease leads to increase. So you need to decrease in order. It's natural yeah. law. It's yeah. like, but that's, you know, and, and I loved that, exp- that, that exploration how, because what it's done for me personally is it's given me uh, the language and the, the insights and the depth to, really illustrate why Capricorn and Aquarius in, in, in classic astrology and in sort of ways of looking at astrology, we've always defined Saturn rules Aquarius, you know, and then the modern rule of mm-hmm. Aquarius is Uranus. And there's always this, um, as I said, this dynamic relationship between Aquarius and Saturn, mm-hmm. right? You can't break out of something that's, that's not limiting. So right. Aquarius <laughs> can't actually have purpose unless it has Saturn and the other way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But why is that the case? And I think that, the understanding of the first of the last two gates in a Capricorn that then leads to Aquarius mm-hmm. is an important thing to understand that that Aquarius is where we recognize or Capricorn at its, at its end it leads to a limitation that that form that has been established from the previous cycle and what it represented is is the container has supported that evolutionary progression but now we realize that there must be something beyond that. And I think that that is an important thing to understand about Aquarius in the cycle. We are mm-hmm. beginning to shift our attention to a space of what what do we need to decondition from, right? So what outdates, everything actually becomes outdated in Aquarius. That's why when we have an Aquarius transit, we accelerate and it's called like the quantum field yeah, because we go beyond what that limitation is. And a lot of the time we can get emotionally invested in the security need to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also something that that's, you know, interesting about the, the, the Aquarius dynamic right at the beginning is we see the early stages of Aquarius as a very Saturnian expression because we're holding on to the past. Well, you can hold, you can individuate yourself by, by holding on to the past and not evolving with the, the mm. natural evolution. So, going i'm gonna refuse all yes. modern things yes. and that's how i'm gonna be different which we've seen actually uh, manifest just recently we were, we were noticing yeah. something interesting where we could see that old pattern was trying to be rehashed and exactly. we're like what this doesn't make sense well jeffrey called it the social dinosaurs yeah. i think right yeah. on mm-hmm. but that's 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 beautiful because i mean if we come back to the uh, the the topic of the conversation in sense of timings and cycles um, when we set our intentions and our new year goals and resolutions on the mm-hmm. 1st of January, mm-hmm. we're not at a phase um, or creation, conscious it, creation mm-hmm. itself is exactly. not at an actual state in which there is energetic like newness. Um, newness. 
So, so we're actually creating from a, from a mind space. And I just wanted to add to that, that, you know, um, human design looks at, I mean, this is a tool for translation, by the way. So what I'm really saying here is that human design shows us the evolutionary trajectory and we have as a human race spent a great deal of time developing this mental structure of our awareness, right? The arjuna and the head. And so it Mm -hmm. would be natural for us to kind of form logical systems, Mm -hmm. time-based systems that, um, you know, are, are, well, it's, it's been part of, I mean, the, the evolutionary cycle, if you look at human design, then it's, it's the, the cross of planning. So we've Uh been in this, like planning our society and we need, uh, calendars and timestamps and yes. you know things to be able to organize ourselves in connection with each other right. because if we all ran on natural timing <laughs> which i mean hopefully well which i see for the future i sure. mean that's where we will be heading uh, in my opinion then we wouldn't be synchronized according to society's standards. I mean, I know yeah. that by just looking at our own home and, and seeing when we have to get everyone up in time for school right. in the mornings. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's very clear that nobody's bodies, <laughs> natural cycles, want to get up when it's still dark outside and, and yeah. get yourself off to to yeah. this place to be on on time according exactly. to those structures and and it's kind of an accept it's a set established structure um that everybody has to agree to in order for it to work and if you don't actually agree to it by say for instance showing up late etc or if you show up too early like you you can feel emotionally the the difference between like if you're early for instance you're around waiting and you're really aware of the space and yeah. when you're late mm-hmm. you're, you're filled with the kind of judgment that you know, you fail to meet this thing. And that's a really interesting thing there. So we agreed to this, right? Yeah. And as you said, there is an importance in that. It had value. Well, at, it's how we've organized this. ourselves right. and we've had to do that. And But the thing is, is it, that conditioning seeps into every aspect of how we, we disc, have disconnected from our nature and our bodies. Yeah. Like um, we eat according <laughs> to time rather yes. than according to our bodies. Right oh, it's on. lunchtime. I have to eat now. Yes. And we get conditioned to do that at such a young age that it's, it's We don't often, even question it. No, exactly. Mm. And then we have trouble with digestion and all of it. And we're all individuals. So, yeah. I mean, some people maybe, you know, all of this conditioning, breakfast is the most important meal of the yes. day and all of that. It's It's important if you're going to function according to society's demands. Yes, yes, exactly. And and that's that's a that's a really interesting observation that you come into awareness with when you start doing things like this, when you start mm-hmm. using tools like human design, because you you start to become very aware of the fact that there are that that you actually are deeply different to mm-hmm. everybody, and it's that we are in a societal structure in which there are collective agreements that we meet, and a lot of the things that manifest themselves. And I, I want to kind of go on a thread over here. There are a lot of the things that we manifest into our world from our mind space yeah. with the construction of this time-based um, perception mm-hmm. that actually breeds dietary plans that meet the needs for waking up in the morning and eating this time and so on and so forth. And yet what's actually occurring there is, is that uh, people are um, seeking to make their health and their body work better for themselves Mm. but the very tool that's being used to be able to help them is actually leading them even further away from understanding their own (laughs) nature right so like you said and that was a really important thing we we wake up and we say okay i read in this article that you should drink five liters or like five glasses of water in the morning Mm. to do this type of thing and then you should eat that so we follow that pattern but that's really just rooted in this baseline perception that you know we wake up at this time you got to eat breakfast yeah. and so but you might not actually need that and it, no. are you really connected to your body's sensations of saying you know what right now i'm not hungry but i could actually be hungry in about 20 minutes time 
um, and so on, like your stress yeah. levels, how are you in your environment mm -hmm. and so on and so on and so forth. So you can mm -hmm. see how really deeply layered this thing goes. Yeah. And I mean, everything that we've done around organizing our society, and I'm not saying it's wrong. It was also part of the natural cycle, you know, of what our evolutionary trajectory has been. But it's breaking down now, and that's why we're questioning it. And and yes, that's why we yes. have things like human design that question that the very nature of that. That's very much about deconditioning from mm. those things and tuning into your own inner authority, your own inner guidance system, so that you can learn to discern for yourself. And if you're if you want to use human design for that, I mean, they say that. It takes seven years to decondition mm -hmm. from these conditioning factors. So before you really know what your body actually wants, it, it's like you can, you might need to support your own deconditioning journey yeah. because it's the conditioning is in our cells. It's not just yes. in our minds. It's actually our body yes. has gotten used to a certain yes. way. That's a really, really important piece of understanding to know because it, it, when, when we try to decondition from things, we've got to really realize that the choices Capricorn that yeah. we've made over time, Capricorn, mm. has led to a crystallization of mm. energetic imprinting. Yeah. And in a silly kind of way, um, there was a movie that we just recently watched over the Christmas period uh, where it, you know, it held the, the, the idea that water holds memory. Yeah. And that's that that's that's true when you look at it from the sense of the Capricorn Cancer yeah. axis that we have an emotional imprint mm -hmm. and that emotional imprint has resonance in it mm -hmm. and that is stored in ourselves and the way that that kind of manifests in our world is that we actually um, you know we 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 re we relive a pattern of consistent behavior that is rooted in certain perception of something so that behavior then leads to uh, conditioning in the cells. Yeah. And in order for you to like begin a deconditioning process of individuating yourself, of stepping outside of that, that um, patterned behavior, there is a, a time process. Yeah. Right? I mean, and that's what Pluto and Capricorn has actually been doing mm -hmm. for us as a collective level as well. And the fact that Pluto is in gate 61 at the moment in terms of its progression through Capricorn, you know. We... Yeah, which is symbolizes our actual evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can see that not only is this conversation something which we find interesting, uh, but it also is something that I think uh, is very real for us as a human race. Like we are actually in a state of deep conditioning. Yeah. You know? And we've needed to be because that was what the cycle was about. Like right. human beings are incredibly adaptive. Right. Like we, we can talk about, you know, this diet is, is right for humans and that diet uh -huh. is right and where this and that. But really we are the most adaptive beings, you know, yes. mammals on <laughs> the planet. And we, we have learned to adapt to all kinds of diets and and um situations and mm -hmm. and we we have really evolved to that point and when when we adapt we need to we can't be open to everything throughout our lives like we need to narrow it down so as we grow into our form as we go through our our saturn cycle our first saturn cycle we actually condition ourselves in alignment with what is needed for us exactly and we we close off the potential for the many other things <laughs> but we can also decondition and align ourselves with um our individual nature and that is a path that only each individual can embark on yes like we can't there's no um actual you know direction for that we have to follow our nature and yes human design is is one way sure to support that process mm. as well as um evolutionary astrology exactly and that's why we love those two systems but there are uh, and there are probably lots of other ways like these intuitive ways that we can connect to ourselves mm -hmm. but yeah and you know just again to kind of circle back to this 
this uh, important understanding that we, we're talking about the beginning of new cycles, okay? And how they differ from, or let's talk about it this way, creation and how it manifests itself in its natural rhythm is different to the construction of um, the 1st of January being the state, the, the point where we begin to make, you know, New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions. Mm-hmm. And it's not an uncommon thing to to hear that, uh, it's a joke actually in some sense, that or a meme, you know, and be beyond the, the days of memes before that, we set in a New Year's resolution. Yeah. And then by the time we get to the mid of February, people have given up on it because the cycle that ha- it's already passed it. And well, we, we're kind of like, oh, and, and I think there's a, there's an important thing to also note there about how we feel that we failed. Yeah. Well, we're kind of setting ourselves up. If yes. we are trying to initiate something new based on our calendar what our calendar tells us and not what we are feeling is naturally emerging from within us i.e a new inspiration like this energy that comes from within a spark sure then we are naturally setting ourselves up for failure because we don't have the energy behind the intention that we're setting yeah exactly exactly and everything is energy Mm -hmm. so it's just our minds telling us and everything that we tell ourselves in our minds like our plans you know if our plans come from our minds then they fail Mm -hmm. it's got to come from within like literally energy emerges from within us yeah and that's where intentions actually come from that's where inspiration and desire and movement and then we're interacting then that desire and that intention then interacts with the outer world. And that's where we can see, you know, fate and karma and <laughs> the interaction of fate and free will. Yes. Yes. Which is an, uh, an interesting conversation to, mm-hmm. to explore at some point, but I'm also curious about, or what, what was interesting was that when you talked about uh, setting plans from the mind, you know, there's this old saying that says, you know, you make plans, human makes plans and then God laughs. Mm-hmm. And I was curious that is the, do you think there's a connection between in between this, this idea of us making plans as a human being, as a human race from this mental sphere, which of course it's natural to us up until this point in time, because that's where our evolutionary intention has brought us to this kind of development of this more prefrontal cortex and mm-hmm. our, um, you know, the, the brain's function yeah, in that sense. Might, mm-hmm. But the cosmic cycle itself has a different timing. And so we're talking about being in flow, mm-hmm. right? And and so being in flow is actually surrendering to what is in the present moment and then responding to those, the what's arising in the moment and kind of being very intuitively uh, or, or recognizing different patterns. So you're actually allowing your body to kind of you know, in the moment suggest to you what is really real versus. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, uh, do you know what the, the mind really is not physical. Like the, the mind isn't a, yes, exactly. a physical thing, like our thoughts and our ideas, they're not physical, mm. but our body is physical and it's navigating the physical world. So we, our yes. body is really the vehicle, mm-hmm. right? That guides us through life. And the mind is the witness, right? So we are witnessing life. We are learning from it. We're experiencing it through as a passenger, like yeah. as our awareness is the passenger, basically, in the form. Mm-hmm. The form is, it, it does its own thing. And when you surrender to that, it's, it's actually quite, well, it's very, very liberating. But you also get to see your actual conditioning very yes. deeply because you you can hear the voice in your head, your mind telling you all the things you should be doing. Yeah. And then you watch and your body's not doing it, you know, (laughs) and, and it's nice to just let that be what is rather than to force yourself. So every time you like, you tell yourself you should be doing something, then you drag your body up and you force it to do this stuff. You're actually like taking your life force and throwing it away you're pushing it into something and often you never get that energy back because it's something that's been driven by outside of the natural flow right. of where everything is going right exactly 
and we don't actually have to be doing as much as we no. think we need to be doing. Yes, and that's I think another topic for conversation that we're going to have is that <laughs> is that are we actually doing anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that can be a very intense thing to to process through, and and I suppose at some point we'll have that conversation and uh, put a bit of uh, soft pillowness around it so that it's not <laughs> it doesn't uh, cause too much trauma, but. Um, yeah, it's important to acknowledge these things and to observe them and to really become aware of them because, again, as I said, you know, when you look at uh, the the beginning of the year, what what I'm going to use an example over here that I feel clarifies the importance of why we consider calendars as something that is beneficial to the consensus, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll talk about that. I want to just come back to this relationship between setting intention and goals and so on in the beginning of the year and how that is out of sync with what the natural uh, expansion of consciousness is doing and how it leads us to deeper mm-hmm. insights that then when we do hit the 22nd of February mm, January. And, or January, mm-hmm. sorry, pardon me, and um, the sun gets into gate 41, we start to naturally feel that decrease and that's when we can actually start to have natural insights arise. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key here. It's natural insights arising yeah. That then we actually have come into our awareness. So we're not needing to to kind of like fight it. It naturally arises. It's like, oh, yeah. how, by the way, here's a bunch of stuff that you can it see happens. clearly. And it happens. And you can use that in you that way. You can witness it. Witness it. You can experience it. Right. It, it's a beautiful thing. And it's mm-hmm. not like you're you're pushing against this. Right. You know, the energy that is not moving in that direction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. And and what, what was interesting as well, we talked about how is the relationship between Aries and this point. Yeah. And what I felt was what, what came to me is that when Aries comes into awareness, it's actually reflecting the birthing process of that initial uh, experience that was sort of sparked in that Aquarius energy because, you know, in, in mm-hmm. Aquarius... Uh, there's an association with the myth of uh, Prometheus and and Prometheus, Aquarius nature, stealing the fire from the gods to give to human beings. This is mm-hmm. this Leo-Aquarius dynamic. It's a spark mm-hmm. that mutates us. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we have this creation. And what do we do with it? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that that also leads us into between Aries and, and uh, Aquarius, there's Pisces. Yes. And there's this nebulous territory of... Um, non-definition mm-hmm. <laughs> that sits mm-hmm. between new birth or the expression or the witnessing of new birth. I think that's what the difference is, is that in Aries, it's it's the actual witnessing of that spark in coming into creation. Mm-hmm. Whereas in that Pisces part, it feels like it's the synthesis between the old dissipating, i.e. that spirit is actually, or, or consciousness has, has faded mm-hmm. from the past cycle so it fades into nothingness, which is the source. And then what infuses the new spark is consciousness of the new. And that's how I've, I've always talked about Neptune in your chart as where things are fading throughout your life that will become less and less the essence of your being and where consciousness or spirit is being infused as it gives life or new energy to new life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pluto is the metamorphosis process. But... And that, that's the correlation. That's, that's the correlation between the sun hitting 41 in human design and astrology seeing Aries as a new direction, as a new birth. Is that there is a spark. The old, the old energy dissipates because of the deconditioning decrease process in Aquarius. Yeah. Um, but life is also becoming more conscious into the new form. And so in Aries, we actually see the birthing process. We see the baby Yes. Um, materialize into yes, the world. The seed we see the seed breaks through, through the right? Earth. Yeah. But we do have a nine-month gestation period for a baby, for instance, or all mammals, for that matter. Right. Well, I don't know if they all have but a the, nine-month the, gestation. No, 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 no. That's that's true. No, no. Not all mammals have nine-month gestations. <laughs> exactly. Human beings have that. Um, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, you know, depending <laughs> on the way that it is. But there is a gestation period in mm-hmm, mammals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I exactly. see that as the Pisces so part, that. right? Mm, absolutely. And then we would also assign 
the meaning behind the energy that we then put into the endeavor that we have right. begun at that point. Yes. I, I read a quote, um, I think yesterday, which was um, about that saying it was a Jungian quote and <laughs> it was talking about how the meaning he, a man who has a why behind his what yep. can like has Impact unlimited or... energy mm. to do that. Right on. You know, if you're, what is it that you're fighting for? What is it you're living for? What is it that's the drive behind, yes. you know, why is that? Yeah. And then that's where the energy actually comes yeah, from, from, the meaning. I love that so that. much, so much so. I mean, you know that, um, uh, I'm I'm going always on about this this uh, importance of uh, right of initiation, or at least the the hero's journey, or mm-hmm. every single person needs to go through their own hero heroine's journey, yeah. because it's in that process do we find that why, right? Yeah, it's that driving exactly. force mm-hmm. in that process, um, and it's true, hundred percent, because you do you do it gives you meaning to something that's very deeply personal to you. Yes, and that's a part of the individuation process right. again. So, I mean, just to add a little bit of um, depth or more depth to this conversation, Mm. we've got Pluto is currently in gate 61. Right. And in 2027, Pluto enters gate 41. So Mm. evolutionary speaking, we are entering a new cycle of human evolution. Right. As Pluto enters gate 41 in 2027 and um i share about this in my human design uh, introduction to human design um video so if you want to go deeper into that there's i've I've done a whole presentation on that but basically we are in evolutionarily speaking we are actually in a completion phase as human beings as we we have pluto transiting through these planets and when pluto was last in gate 41 yeah. That's when Uranus was discovered. Yes, exactly. And exactly. so since then, we have been on this process that begins with our, our individuation process mm-hmm. actually begins fully mm-hmm. when Pluto enters Gate 41. Gate 41. Yeah. So as so Uranus was discovered when Pluto was last in Gate 41. 41 right right when it last was at three degrees aquarius and now pluto has done a full cycle and when it returns we should well we as a a collective have integrated that uranian energy to the point of where individuation is our next evolutionary step step. exactly and that's what we need to Mm. embody and that's how we will that's how we are shifting from this this old um, societal structure right. to navigate in our way as individuals and connecting to um, the energy that arises from within us. And what is it? It's the feminine energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's that that yeah. It's how our body is moving us. Yes. It's our connection to the earth and the natural cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. And I, and I think that it's a really good point. It's a really good point to make about the, the dynamic of Pluto ending 41. Yeah. And we can watch that. I mean, so what we can do is while we're, the sun is transiting through these cycles, we can watch how the energy feels to us because that's where our awareness is. And we can get a sense uh, just like when you observe your chart, you know, and you watch what where the sun is transiting or the moon and you can observe when it hits your natal aspects and yeah. how that you experience that. And you can get a sense of what those imprints are hold for you. Yep, exactly. And collectively, we can observe these cycles mm-hmm. and yeah. see how how it where it's taking us or what the energy is is telling us yeah it's a yeah exactly in the so the the solar trip around Mm. the sun Mm -hmm. (laughs) the solar trip around itself um it does it gives us an opportunity to really be able to tune into uh what that energy is about and and of course uh the 22nd of january um 
is when the sun will enter gate 41 mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll have six days or roughly about five or six days yeah. of sensing this um, divine spark that's kind of emerging within us yeah. you know, and how consciousness is being birthed in a, in a new kind of way. And that's when we, think when about, we can set our intentions, there we go. but still not from the mind, you know, allow mm. them to arise. Exactly. It's not these ones that we go, Oh, this is what I'm going to do because, yeah. because then there's always the past. The past will always be projected onto the future. If you're, if you're creating your intentions from the mind, mm-hmm. because everything new emerges from within. That's right. So that, so that, that's a really important thing to, to, to state because think about it in the moment right. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In the moment for, for, for our non solar specs friends. Now, um, the, if we, if we really understand that those awarenesses will not arrive naturally, we don't need to go search for it. And the reason why we don't need to go search for it is because everything preceding the 41, mm-hmm. <laughs> i.e. the sun transiting through gate 61 and oh, 60, will Aquarius. actually, mm-hmm. like, you will feel those pressures. And so those, what what is what is in your immediate environment and those mm-hmm. pressures, that's what, you know, this new cycle will, will reveal to us, right? So there's that limitation in your immediate environment, as an mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And the 41 those natural awarenesses will arise out of it. So if we, you, you understand what I mean by that, right? Yeah, it's all connected. Like we can't isolate one thing and then yeah. say that, I mean, the cycle is, is a circle, right? It's a, it's a whole journey around. Yes. And just like you said, with Cap, you know, Aquarius has no purpose without Capricorn. No. And the same goes for all of these, that the energy just transforms itself. So really, if you look at the I Ching and you study that, it's just how energy transforms itself. But right. it's the same energy. It's just moving. It's just mm. transmuting and changing. So yeah. energy changes. Exactly. So the I Ching is the book of changes. It's, yeah. it's how energy changes. And it's how natural cycles evolve and around the wheel. And you can you can see the same in astrology. Yes. And that's I mean, where that's we... I mean, that's that what evolutionary astrology yeah. is really... <laughs> exactly. ...deeply grounded in is the the understanding of the entire cycle like when you look at a chart through the lens of evolutionary astrology you're not just looking at this moment in time in the chart you're looking backwards and forwards and where you've been and where you're going to you're looking at the progression over time and that's what makes it so incredible yeah, and I and I want to add to that. You know, if, if you notice that this conversation is about time, and and we you know we focus on some some expressions about that and how it's defined and its purpose, mm. um, we look at it over time. So Capricorn reveals to us mm. the moments that have crystallized, and so when we look at something over time, we're reflecting on it through hindsight. Mm-hmm. So we're actually invoking the Capricorn archetype, um, and that. Mm active expression of observing something over time is revealing to us the progression right mm-hmm. the the what has been imprinted so when you think about pluto through capricorn saturn's transit through mm-hmm. capricorn the south node at the moment through capricorn since 2019 um and earlier november 2018 and now jupiter's entrance into capricorn you know there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on there and what that reveals to us for a collective is not only the intense clarity or like the intense um, awareness of our choices of the past yeah. and how that has in, like presented the, the, the present at the moment mm-hmm. and what sort of choices do we need to make going forward yes. that integrate the awareness of what we can learn the from the past learned. precisely, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but also how we can reform it. Yes. And so that's a really, really important message to understand about this time. And also, if we think about the fact that Pluto's in 61, okay, mm. we are at a point where we've seen, we've noticed, oh, okay, well, this doesn't work this way anymore. Parenting style this way doesn't work anymore. You can't, like, do this anymore with that. So that doesn't support us like that anymore, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Carbon, sort of fossil fuels as an example in a, in a, in a climate dynamic um, environment is no longer purposeful. So 61 saying, well, there has to be something more than this, 
right? We've got to fight. We've got to. We've got to see beyond our limitations to be able to understand. Well, the limitations in themselves drive the the desire to know, right? What is beyond this? Yes. This form. Yeah. And so we're we're tapping into the quantum field, and even yes. though we're using electricity as a or, or solar energy as a way to materialize new cars, like for instance, as an advert now. Where a company, and I want to kind of show this this interesting theme here that you mentioned earlier, is a company that has created a car, or they're, they're a car company, and um, their advertising slogan is fo- um, no longer part of the fossil fuel generation, and okay. it's an electric car. Okay. So we're we're accessing this quantum field and we're understanding that process, but we're still rooted in our own evolutionary limitation that. This is a marketing tool to be able to get people to buy into this process of still consumerism for doing well, things, right? Yeah, we're capitalizing right. on, on the... Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you can see this this really, really interesting dynamic of our own evolutionary state, but also tapping into energetic understanding of how things work and magnetism work going forward. I mean, that's not that's that's where I feel very clearly the the end of the line for our human race as what we are evolved to but we're tapping into this next phase of evolutionary dynamic that, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking like 100, 200 years going forward, yeah. how, we, how we see things. Mm-hmm. We're still limited by what, we, what is necessary right now while accessing the future. <laughs> yeah, always, right? And I, I love that what you shared, I mean, about Capricorn and we've got this, how we are actually trying to... Well, we are actually aware, becoming aware ultimately of cause and effect, and right. and that and that leads to this idea of sustainability going forward. So yes. we've got sustainability <laughs> as the one of these buzzwords at the moment, and we are looking at what's sustainable for us, and we're taking responsibility for ourselves. You know, it's this maturity yes. and responsibility, <laughs> and basically, I mean, globally, we are in our Saturn return. Right. We've this energy like a collective Saturn return where everyone's becoming aware of this and we're all growing up and you know we're reparenting our inner child and we are taking responsibility for ourselves and we're becoming our own authorities and we're you know making conscious choices and thinking about what's sustainable for the future and everything so it's like this really heavy capricorn yeah place it is it is and it looks very dire at the moment because we're at the end of a cycle and it Mm. feels like the end of a cycle so if you just consider like how we've got pluto and and saturn at the end of this you know if we correlate this to human design we are moving towards the end of the cycle Mm -hmm. um then it is like we are, we can't see ahead beyond that. Right, exactly. So it's not until we move into the next cycle, i.e. gate 41, 2027, that's when we'll begin to become aware of the new things that are not yes. available, for, which yes. is what you were saying, yes. right? It's exactly. like we can't be aware of it before we're aware of it. Yeah. But how it feels now mm-hmm. is like endings. Yes. You know, it's like the future doesn't seem very bright because... <laughs> We don't have the tools available to us right now and the awareness available to us at yes. this point, the new sparks of inspiration, the new cycle of, of change mm. Mm. for us to know how that is going to take place for exactly. us. But one thing we can say, right, based on both astrology and human design or evolutionary astrology and human design is that it's all connected to individuation, your individuation, like your yeah. ability to um, connect more deeply to your own natural cycles. Right. Because as much as we've now talked a lot about the collective cycles, we all have our own individual cycles too. Correct. And that's that's something really important to, to point out because, again, if we become individual or we bring it down to ourselves, yeah. Capricorn also speaks to where are you in your own time. Yeah. Right? So you could be having a Pluto, um, you could be having Mars just about to enter your first house. Yeah. 
and that could be that could be in the middle of June, for instance, right? And there's this new fresh energy, this yeah. new beginning phase. Exactly. You're just about to initiate a new leverage new cycle, and you would actually find a lot more, um, uh, like effect or impact on setting an intention during that time yeah. than say for instance or when pluto is uh, you know direct like yeah uh, the collective energy Mars. is something that we can tap into it's a right. potential right but it doesn't mean we have to do that i mean yes. we have our individual cycles we're all right. our own solar system exactly exactly it's it's so important to understand that especially if we're going to use these tools to be able to um you know empower ourselves to break mm-hmm. out of patterns of uh consensus thinking mm-hmm. and to really step into how we can actually you know Im- like have our awareness be in tune with what that natural biorhythm is about yes and these two tools can really give us insight into that you know it's um, it's incredible so right. ultimately trust where your body is taking <laughs> you allow your inspiration to arise right naturally um, if you're in a melancholic state and you need to just be and go within and have, you know, what we would term depression and want to medicate in according to society's definitions, right? maybe allow yourself that space to be in that state because from that, you that is the place where the source of your inspiration is found yeah. within. Mm-hmm. And when we are pushed into that reflective state. Exactly, because that's what it is in a very intense way. Yeah, we go within. Mm-hmm. And it, that's it. That's the place. That's where it all happens mm-hmm. from within. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Connecting to your own biorhythm, understanding the, the, the relationship between um, cosmic societal manifestation and your relationship to it personally and there is a difference of course and there are many many layers of it because you might have your progressed chart that would would represent the cycle so like for you yourself you've got a new moon happening Mm -hmm. in your progress chart which is a new cycle for you and it happens to coincide with the the transpersonal like the the actual (laughs) transits at the moment but it could have been completely different and and then you have your personal transits you have your your natal placements, and it's right. just it's very very individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Whew, that was yeah. that was uh, <laughs> that a lot of uh, insight, a lot of mm-hmm. things we felt really passionate about, right? That that we yeah. felt was important to share, and yeah, we create a lot of suffering uh, based mm-hmm. on our shoulds and musts, and and pushing ourselves and yeah. making life more difficult than it already is, because you know there's there's enough suffering yeah why put ourselves through more so yeah okay and is there anything else you nope i feel uh, super content in yes. in sharing uh maybe we can let uh, everybody know um the link to the youtube video that you mentioned about your yes. human design teaching we can post that in I'll description post the link to the human design teaching i'm actually starting the um two courses in the beginning of february if anyone's interested in learning how you connect to your own um process in the system and the the video describes that anyway so you can have a look at that yeah and that's one of the things i like about the 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 immersion experience that you teach mm -hmm. in human design is that it's not just like information it's actually being able to understand your relationship to it in yourself so that you can see it for yourself, right? Yeah. I, I really value that. And I think Yeah, it's really a, a really deep journey that you mm. take within yourself and it's it's an initiation of a journey that yes. then continues for years. You know, mm. it's like you can't have your individual nature validated and then ignore it. <laughs> so once you've had right. that you you have this thing validated and i you know if if someone tells you you know it's natural for you to need to take time before you make decisions for yourself like to to sleep on it to take time to not make decisions in the moment yeah. imagine that so that could be someone's individual um decision making process yeah. and after that they're going to notice it 
that mm-hmm. oh, I do feel really uncomfortable when people pressure me to make decisions in the moment. Yes, exactly. You know, or it could be completely different. You know, we all have our individual ways of Doing being things. in the world and showing up, and it's it's a beautiful process to have that validated, so that we can then continue to validate it for ourselves, and basically tell our minds to to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> to be quiet, exactly. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll put that in the description as well, and. Anything else? No. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Thank you for listening. It's been fun sharing this with you. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.